welcome to this latest episode of the C10 Podcast. I am Matt Folks. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your reviews, for uh, liking us, for sharing this podcast. Hey, before we get into this episode, I want to give you a heads up, a little teaser, if you will. Coming up in the next couple weeks, probably around October 12th or so, we're going to announce the details for our second annual See What Top Golf event to benefit high school students in the Kansas City community. As I record this, we had a committee meeting yesterday, and we are just incredibly excited to get this year's registration open. If you played in this year's event, I guess I should say we're excited to get next year's registration open, but if you played in this year's event a few weeks ago, uh, you will be getting information about next year's event earlier than October 12th. But we had such a blast this year. Students in our C10 program were there along with about 17 local celebrities, and the event raised a little more than $50,000 to help students in Kansas City. So we are so incredibly excited to announce next year's, to get those bays filled up, and to make this lifelong impact on these students. Now, on to this week's C10 podcast. This is episode 91 of the C10 podcast, and the only reason I tell you that is because this will be unlike any of our previous 90 episodes in terms of content and maybe even in length. Our first 90 episodes, and as far as I know, our future episodes, our interviews with leaders and or people who have been influenced by great leaders. For the past seven or eight days, something has been on my mind. So this week, you're going to hear from only me. But I hope that something I say during these next several minutes will encourage you, encourage you to Think about people who have had a great impact on you. Maybe even pick up the phone and and call them or, or drop them a note. And encourage you to be the one for someone else. So what's been on my mind for the last seven or eight days? Frankly, with last week's announcement that seeing the Major Leagues founder Dayton Moore had been fired from the Royals, that's been on my mind. I've reflected a lot on Dayton's influence on this city and certainly on me and my family. Now, before we go any further, two quick notes. One, I can't tell you how much I've been asked about the future of CEO in the Major Leagues in light of this news. I'm elated to say, though, that we're fine. Uh, Dayton and I have been talking about what's next, so to speak, for the foundation since about January of 2020. So we've been planning for the future. The second note is that Dayton and I are talking about having him on as a guest on this podcast at some point in the not-so-distant future. Obviously, he's been on several episodes in the past, but uh, we hope to get him here. He can share a little bit more about his thoughts on the foundation, what he's learned through this season of life, and so on. But Dayton's influence on this city overall is going to be felt for decades, if not generations not only by bringing back-to-back American League championships and World Series championship to the Royals while changing this culture, but also by spearheading three organizations to help others in our community. See in the Major Leagues, obviously, but also the Kansas City MLB Urban Youth Academy and Unite KC. You're going to hear a lot more about Unite KC on this podcast in the upcoming months as we unveil a cool book project along with about six or seven podcast episodes with... Just some incredible people in Kansas City. In fact, today's message to be the one for someone else 
ties in, I think, with that book and podcast series. Personally, though, Dayton has been an incredible influence on me, a great mentor, since I first met him in 2006. I can think of at least, I don't know, six to eight other people who can say the same thing about Dayton's influence on them personally. Here's the thing, though, and I'm not taking anything away from Dayton and his influence. Each one of us, though, you and I, have the ability to make a difference for others. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where your faith walk is right now. You and I both have the ability to make a difference for others, to be the one for someone else. It makes me think about Hebrews 13, 16. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. So as I've thought about Dayton and my unlikely journey to see the major leagues, which you'll hear probably a little bit more in depth at another time, my mind keeps drifting back to a person whose influence on me is tied to me being right here, right now with you, and see you in the Major Leagues Worldwide Headquarters. His name was Logan Gerald Folks. For the majority of his adult life, he was known as Captain Folks in the U.S. Navy. But then, in his 40s, he started a second career as a professor at then David Lipson College in Nashville, Tennessee. There, he was known as Dr. Folks, or Brother Folks. To me, he was just Uncle Gary. Unc is on my mind often each September. He died in early September of 2006. Coincidentally, I met Dayton on his first day as Royals GM about three months earlier, and in the midst of Unc's battle with cancer. But because of a couple seeds Unc planted with me more than 35 years ago, not to mention my parents and God's grace and mercy, of course, I'm here today. I'll explain. Are you familiar with George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life? (laughs) I will tell you unapologetically that it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And, And frankly, and maybe unapologetically, I will tell you that it still gets me every time I watch it to this day. Well, Here's the Notes version of how one person had such a huge influence on me and therefore on others. In the mid-1980s, Unc started talking to my parents about me and how I should go to Lipscomb. And in the fall of 1988, I did just that. And I hated it. That was the longest amount of time I'd been away from home and relatively far from home. You know, and this was before cell phones and video chats. And to make matters worse, I went there with hopes of playing baseball. Well, unfortunately, in September of 88, my career was tragically cut short due to a lack of ability. With that disappointment and not really knowing anybody besides my aunt and uncle, I wanted to come back to Kansas City. Who knows how many times I tried to talk my parents into letting me leave school. My uncle convinced them, though, unbeknownst to me, to make me stick it out for at least a year. Well, here's what happened. In February of my freshman year, I saw an ad on campus to become the public address announcer for baseball and possibly do some play-by-play on radio. I had thought about that growing up, that I might like to get into radio one day. And obviously, I love baseball. So I showed the ad to my uncle, and I eventually got the gig. That led me to eventually becoming the voice of the baseball team, women's basketball team, and men's basketball team. 
that gig led to me meeting this pretty basketball player from the Nashville area who'd one day become my wife in a ceremony performed by my uncle, by the way. Doing those games on radio led me to becoming a disc jockey and talk show host, which led to my first full-time job out of school as a newspaper writer. Those two things led to me writing books. There's a lot more of the story, obviously, but again, we're talking cliff notes here. In 2000, after four years in Atlanta, my wife and I moved back to Kansas City to continue a career in books. That led me to becoming a feature writer for the Royals in-house magazine. That led me, in June of 2006, to getting the assignment of an article about their new hotshot general manager from Atlanta named Dayton Moore. I've told Dayton this story before, but going into that interview, I was incredibly nervous. Now, keep in mind, I'd probably written about 15 books and had worked with some pretty high-profile sports figures, pretty well-known names, even worldwide. But Dayton was going to be the savior of my childhood team. Within about 45 seconds of talking with him, I realized that Dayton was different. He was someone that I wanted to be around, not because he was the GM of my boyhood team, but because of the type of person that he was. Well, fast forward to November of 2013 through the following November. At the end of 2013, Dayton and his wife, Marianne, started a nonprofit through Servant Foundation called See You in the Major Leagues. They did so as a way to give back to Kansas City through education, faith-based initiatives, youth baseball, and families in crisis. Well, about a year later, you may remember the incredible run the Royals took us on that ended in Game 7 of the World Series against San Francisco. Well, during that incredible run, I wrote a book called Out of the Blue, for which Dayton wrote the foreword. A few weeks after that, and I'll never forget this, but on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, I got a call from a guy named Bill High. And Bill told me that he had talked Dayton into writing a book with all the proceeds going to this new CU in the Major Leagues, and Dayton wanted me to be his co-author. I was floored, but incredibly honored and jumped at the opportunity. Well, in the spring of 2015, during the promotion of the book, Dayton told me a lot about the big dreams that he had for CU in the Major Leagues. I told him that, hey, if you ever need any help with the foundation, any help promoting it, writing for it, those types of things, I'd love to get involved. Even though, frankly, I really had no business helping with the nonprofit. Well, about that same time, unbeknownst to me, Bill High suggested to Dayton that they should hire someone to handle the day-to-day operations of seeing the major leagues. Well, about a month later, you guessed it, I was hired. Although a big part of what we do centers around helping children and families in crisis, to the tune of more than a million dollars to more than 60 organizations. In August of 2018, we started the C-10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. This school year, we have 19 high school students from greater Kansas City. Each one is paired with a mentor, and we pour into their lives on a weekly basis. They get job and life skills. They hear from influencers in our community once a month. And then once a month, we take them into the community for a service project. We have a very diverse group of students. Of our 19 students, 14 are on the free or reduced lunch program at their schools. We have three students whose families are at or below the poverty line, as well as a couple families that frankly make well above $100,000 a year. We have two students who will be first-time high school graduates in their families, and another four 
who plan on being a first-generation college student. So that's six of our 19 students would be first-generation college students. And we are proud to say that our cumulative GPA, at least last semester, was a 3.58, which to us is astounding, especially based on a lot of the things that our students are going through. But at the end of the day, we want to show our students that it doesn't matter if they live in the urban core of Kansas City or they have a nice house in the suburbs. As high school students, they're all dealing with basically the same stuff. And they can learn character-based leadership lessons or serve in our community with similar students and students who have seemingly nothing in common with them. If you ask the students today, particularly the ones that have been with us for at least a year, they will tell you that it's like a family. The mentors, I think, would say the same thing. Well, Dayton has said numerous times that it could be the most impactful thing we do as an organization. And he's probably right. To take that a step further, last fall we launched the C10 Leader Scholarship to help the students attend college or a trade school or go directly into the workforce after high school. All of this reminds me of a couple of verses I heard from the book of Esther. In chapter 4, Esther was talking to her adopted father, Mordecai, and she was unsure if she should help the Jewish people. Mordecai said, If you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. He then says, And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I'm a firm believer that God puts us in certain places for certain purposes. He put my uncle, Dr. Folks, at Lipscomb to impact who knows how many students over his, his tenure there. But Unc, I certainly know, planted that seed with me. And then God kept me in Lipscomb in what turned into an incredible chain of events that started with my uncle and is now with Dayton. It's proof, though, that each one of us has an ability to plant a seed. Is that seed with our family members? Is it with co-workers? Is it with your next-door neighbor? I don't know. Regardless, though, I challenge you and me both to look for those moments and work to be the one for someone else. I apologize for rambling so much and, and tweaking our format, but I felt compelled to share all that. I promise, though, that we will be back to chatting leadership with a great guest here in a couple weeks. Until then, this is Matt Folk saying be safe and be the one. Well, that does it for this episode of the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we hope that you'll leave a favorable review on your favorite podcast platform. If you didn't enjoy it or you have other comments or suggestions for potential guests, you can click on the comment link in the show's notes. We drop a new episode at the end of every week, but be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an interview. And if you or your company would like to help underwrite this podcast, let me know. Until next time, this is Matt Folks for the CU and Major Leagues Foundation saying be safe and take care.